Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. We've got a few events coming up at the gym that I've talked about before. One of them is the TNT Fall Fest that's coming up pretty soon. That's on September 26th. Um, Sign up on MindBody. We've got 31 people so far. I'm sure we're going to be a lot more people than that. So please sign up so we know how much food to get. And then we have the Women's uh, Uplifting Seminar with Lindy and Coach Courtney. This is going to be on October 10th. We've got 12 spots taken already out of 20 spots. So if you're thinking about getting signed up for this, make sure you get signed up right away. This week, we're doing the 400 meters of walking lunges. We had a big turnout yesterday, Monday. If you haven't done it yet, you're going to do it when you come in. Maybe that's today, Tuesday, or if you come in Wednesday, Thursday, you'll knock out the lunges. Scaled option is 200 meters. If it's like 400 meters, it's not going to be a good match for you. Make sure you write your time down. We're going to get this on the monthly benchmark board so we can compare it to uh, last year's times. Or if this is the first time you do it, that's always a PR as well. So you got to scoop up those easy PRs whenever you can get them couple of quick notes about the programming this week leading up to the lunges we kind of laid off the legs for the last couple of days and then the lunges that's obviously something that you're going to get pretty sore from best way to get unsore from it is to try and stay active make sure you get plenty of sleep water and get some good food in you Uh, even if you do all that stuff you're still going to be a little bit tender and that's okay still show up to the gym you always feel worse before warming up and then once you get through that warm-up and you start moving again you're gonna feel a lot better and then a few days from now we're gonna be all recovered Tuesday and Wednesday, very little leg work, but then at some point we got to start bringing it back in again too. So hopefully you're early this week at the gym to knock out the lunges. Um, we're going to start doing some leg work on Thursday, but up until then, pretty easy on the legs. So hopefully you give some time to uh, recover and get ready for um, the workouts we have coming up this week. We have two teams competing this weekend at Uncharted. I don't think they're allowing any spectators to be there. So we'll make a post about who's competing so you can wish them luck when you see them at the gym or tell them good job when they come back. It's always good to sign up for a competition. Even if you don't feel 100% ready, it's a good little push to focus some extra on your workouts, your weaknesses, your nutrition. It kind of intensifies things a little bit and it's great to do from uh, time to time. That's really pushes you towards some PRs. This Friday's workout, we got a longer workout. We got a run, power snatches, run, power cleans, run, push jerks, run, deadlifts, and then finish with a run, 22-minute time cap. That's 30 reps of each barbell movement, so a good amount of reps, but the weight's not super heavy. 95.63 is RX. Hopefully, you can get that done under the time cap. And then Saturday's workout, a little bit different. You're going to have 30 minutes to establish a heavy single back squat. 100 meters max weight sled push and then a 500 meter row so you can space things out a little bit however you want to you can give each one a couple attempts uh, just a different way to test out your strength and your time management skill to try and knock out a couple good attempts at each lift Today we're going to talk about some research review. I've seen a couple of good studies coming out this week about vitamin D, different shoes, and taking time off from working out. If you want some full citations from me, send me a message and I'll, I'll send you the stuff you can read up on it a little bit extra if you want to nerd out some more. There's been a lot of talk about vitamin D levels and COVID-19 outcomes. There's been some observational studies saying that people that have good levels of vitamin D have a much lower risk of getting complications from COVID-19. At this point, it's been broader observational studies. There hasn't been a whole lot of randomized controlled trials on this. And it's a little bit of a chicken or egg problem at that point. 
healthy people have better vitamin D levels? Are healthy people going to do better fighting a disease compared to someone that's less healthy? Uh, that's pretty obvious at some point too. So it's hard to figure out exactly if it is vitamin D that makes a difference or not. But there's recently a study coming out that was the first randomized control trial, meaning that they have two groups that were admitted to hospital. Uh, everybody's got COVID-19 and they split them up into two groups. One group getting a little bit of extra treatment with vitamin D, looking at the outcomes of that. This study had 76 people, which isn't a ton of people. However, it is pretty good for um, finding people that have COVID and need to get admitted to hospital and everything. So overall, this is a good starting point to seeing what the vitamin D does. The control group in this case, they just get the drugs from the hospital. So the control group uh, didn't get no treatment at all. They still get the regular treatment that everyone else got. They just didn't get the extra vitamin D on top of it. 50% of the control group, which is 13 people, required admission to the ICU. So half the control group, half the group that didn't get the vitamin D, their condition got worse and they got admitted to the ICU. Out of the people that got the drugs plus vitamin D, only 2% of those in the vitamin D group uh, required admission to the ICU. So that's a huge difference right there. We've got 50% in one group needed to uh, move on to ICU and then only 2% of the people that got the drugs plus vitamin D needed to go to the ICU. If you scroll back on this podcast, you can hear me recommend vitamin D pretty often. I usually tell people to do about 5,000 IUs of vitamin D on um, days you don't get enough sunlight and to take it with food. That's a pretty low dose. That's nothing crazy. This group right here, they got vitamin D. They got 100,000 IUs on day one. And then on day three and seven, they got 50,000 IUs of vitamin D. So these doses are much higher. This is pretty aggressive. And they do this because uh, there's a little bit of a lag between you taking the vitamin D and the levels in your body actually increasing. So that's why they go crazy high right off the bat to try and bump things up as fast as possible. I'm not recommending anyone taking that much vitamin D. That is crazy. This is a study with professionals in a hospital and you don't wanna mess around with any of those um, doses of vitamin D. I'm not even saying that vitamin D is gonna cure a bunch of cases. I can't say that on here, that would be crazy. However, what's the downside to going outside for about an hour every day? It's gonna help you get some steps. You're gonna de-stress a little bit, getting out into nature. Your dog is gonna get to, to go on another walk. The downside to making sure that you have enough vitamin D in your system by going outside is pretty much zero. This is a win-win situation. Maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't help. Even if it doesn't help, you get to go outside, you get to de-stress, you get to be healthier in general as it is. So my recommendation, you don't even have to mess around with the pills or worry about uh, any of the numbers I just uh, threw at you. Just get outside an hour every day, if you're not getting 10,000 steps, that's what you need to be working on. Soak up some vitamin D through the sun. Another interesting study I saw is called, can parallel use of different running shoes decrease running related injury risk? This study looked at two groups of runners. One group of runners, they just used the same shoes the whole time. The other group of runners, they used two different pairs of shoes. Not at the same time, obviously, they were rotating back and forward in between the training sessions. The group that had two or more pairs of running shoes, they had a 39% decreased risk of injury. So it helps to switch up the shoes. If you have a pair of running shoes, that's awesome. That's better than not doing anything at all. 
but it also seems like it's beneficial to use uh, not just one pair, but two or more pairs. So switch it up a little bit. If you've been using the same ones for a while, try and find a different pair in the closet maybe or get an additional pair. If your feet or your lower legs been bugging you, it could be a good time to switch things up a little bit just to get some more variety in between the sessions. Whenever you run, let's say you run a mile, that might not be a super uh, long distance. However, the steps add up. Each time you hit the ground, uh, that's a repetition, that's stress on your leg. And if you can rotate around the shoes a little bit, that's gonna disperse that stress a little bit differently. And that seems to be beneficial to runners and uh, if you're working out running. The last study I looked at examined how much muscle mass you lose when you stop working out. So in this study, the group, they lifted weights three times a week for 16 weeks. And then at the end of it, they got split up into three groups. One group didn't do anything. One group decreased the volume to a third of what they did before. And one group decreased the volume to a ninth of what they did before. And then they investigated how much do they maintain or lose of their fitness. That group that didn't do anything, they lost 6% of the muscle mass they had built up in their thighs. That might sound like a lot, but it might still be a net positive from the 16 weeks of training they had going up. So at the 16 week mark, and then taking another 16 weeks off, they lost 6%, but they could still be in a better place compared to where they were 16 weeks ago. The group that went down to uh, one ninth of their training volume, they lost about 1.5% of uh, their muscle mass in their thigh, which isn't a whole lot, but still a little bit of a loss. The group that did a third of the training volume, they lost 0.2%. So even though they only went down to a third of their usual workout, so they were lifting three times a week, and then they went down to only doing a third of that, they hardly lost anything at all. So I think this is pretty encouraging. If you have something coming up in your life and you feel like I don't have time to work out as much or I can't push it right now, if you are used to doing six workouts a week and you decrease it down to a third, now you're down to two workouts a week. With two workouts a week, you can potentially maintain everything that you've built up. So that is... Uh, Obviously not what you want to do. You don't want to just maintain. You want to progress and get stronger. But knowing that you can do a third of the volume and maintain where you're at, that's going to help you get through vacation or a stressful time or having something else comes up that keeps you out of the gym so you don't just feel like you're losing everything that you have and that you're taking a step backwards because doing even just a little bit it's going to take you a, a long way. It's going to maintain a ton of muscle and fitness and you're going to come back to the gym much stronger when you're able to do pick it back up again and go back to your regular volume or increase it some more. The quote of the week is, do what you hate to do, but do it like you love it. I heard this quote on the Joe Rogan podcast. It was Mike Tyson talking about his old trainer. They used to say this all the time. Do what you hate to do, but do it like you love it. They weren't talking about things that they actually hated doing. They were talking about the mundane things that champions do to get that extra edge against the opponent. Mike Tyson said he loved getting up early and run because he enjoyed the feeling of knowing that the fighter he's going against was at home sleeping right now while he was uh, hitting the pavement, getting the work done early before anyone else. Do what you hate to do, but do it like you love it. These are the things that you absolutely have to do. And since you have to do them, you might as well tell yourself that you love doing them. Eating vegetables, stretching, 
air squatting with great form in the warm-up. These are the things that really add up in the long run. Maybe it's not super excited, but tell yourself that you love it anyway. It's gonna make a huge difference in the long run. I'm excited about the workouts we have coming up this week. I hope you are as well. I'll see you at the gym.